This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing that. Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This is God. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. And your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, our introductory show tonight features our Grindhouse Pizzeria, which is dedicated to all things Grindhouse and exploitation. Whether it's extra cheesy or loaded with meat, you'll always get a belly full of hot, nasty goodness. Come on in, pull up a chair and grab you a slice. If you think you're not afraid of the dark, if you think you have a strong stomach, if you feel nothing can shock you, if you say you don't scare easily, if you believe you've seen everything, then prepare yourself for a motion picture that takes you beyond fear, beyond your wildest nightmares and brings you face to face with terror beyond the power of priest or science to exercise. What are they? Raging demons from another world? Bloodthirsty creatures that must be killed? Or incarnations of absolute evil? They possess men, women, and children them to acts of unbelievable horror. No one is safe from them. No power on earth can stop them. The only escape is death. If this picture doesn't make you scream and squirm, you'd better see a psychiatrist. Quick. Alrighty, folks, welcome once again to Grindhouse Pizzeria here at Cinema Degeneration. We got the pizza ovens fired up and a couple of hot pies in the oven. And uh, we have a special, and when I say special, I do mean a special movie for you this evening. We are going to be covering from 1975, directed by the great, great David Cronenberg, Shivers, his first feature film and if you can believe that uh, folks and the, the some of the amazing films this man has directed that this was his first feature film uh mwah, chef's kiss uh i have to say but joining me this evening uh, is my usual co-host and cohort in crime tom commissar how we doing we're doing great my friend doing great looking forward to this show sir yeah now the to get into the before i give the imdb synopsis uh, i have i have to Burst everybody's bubble here and expose you, so to speak. But this was the <laughs> first time watching you. Yeah, dirty <laughs> this son is of my a bitch. <laughs> yes, 
yes, I'm a little embarrassed to admit uh, the old the old Tomster. This was I've never seen this before. I've known about it, never watched it. I don't know why. I don't have an excuse. I'm a moron. I hadn't seen it, and, I'm so, and I thank the stars above that you suggested this because I remember watching the trailer and I go, "Oh yeah, this is you know one of those movies." Oh my god, I've never fucking watched this movie. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I'm so happy that we did. I know you've seen it, but I mean, I, and I, again, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but uh, yes, this is my first time. Well, you should be, sir. I I know. (laughs) Shame. I am shame. 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 (laughs) Shame. But you know, it's it's great that there's still a handful of these movies out there that, you know, you haven't seen, or even ones that I know that I haven't seen, because I know there's several first-timer movies that we've done for grindhouse pizzeria that neither one of us have seen so hey you know it's great there's still movies from the you know the era of the 60s and 70s and 80s and even you know further back than the 60s you know that we haven't seen you know they might right. not be new movies but they're new to us right exactly that being said let me go ahead and give the quick imdb synopsis and we'll get right off into tearing this movie apart all right shivers 1975 is as follows The residents of a suburban high-rise apartment building are being infected by a strain of parasites that turn them into mindless, sex-crazed fiends out to infect others by the slightest sexual contact. And that's pretty much the the meat and the potatoes of the movie. This movie is, you know, a a good... I was going to say a, a good, good euphemism. The whole movie is a, a euphemism for STDs, I think, and it makes makes sense that the, that's the gist of the movie that it caused these people to turn into mindless, you know, violent, sex crazed fanatics. It, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a crazy fucking movie, and I'm I can't boast too much as I've only seen it two or three times over the years, but I bought the Vestron video Blu-ray release, which looks beautiful, has some great commentary tracks and some great extras on it. And it, uh, I watched it twice back to back. So, uh, I, I feel like I'm ready to go now. I gotta ask, you know, for, for sake, for the, the sake of the, the listeners, what was your impressions with this being a first time watch? Well, I'll tell you, they, the, the thing about the, what I really love right off the bat is just the way they set it up. Being born in 1964, uh, growing up in the 70s, I remember, like, okay, this for those of you, I'm sure everybody saw this except me, but, but most <laughs> of you have seen this. They, I remember We're not going to let you live that down anytime soon. Right, yeah, that's okay. I deserve <laughs> it. That's okay. I, I deserve it, every bit of it. Uh, but I remember these kind of buildings and this kind of things like when they I'm, I'm not I don't want to keep dragging this out, but I want to set it up. The 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 place this the, the mainly this movie takes place is a place called Starliner Towers. And uh and I remember these kind of stuffs like when they used to build the big condos and it was like the big the thing, the luxury of living here in this one contained unit has everything. And I remember and so this is like this big apartment building. That has like everything in it, and they start the movie out like that, where they kind of show it's almost like a like a thing for you to watch, like if you were gonna go rent there or buy a place there, and you know they show you this to get you all excited, you know, like oh you yeah you gotta live here, it's great, and uh, and that that was right off the bat, everything kind of taking place in this building and all these people living there is like I've always like you you know you and I have talked about stuff like this before, like you know I love stuff where you can just kind of you know. Like you kind of do everything in 
like one location, you know. And I was like oh, looking yeah. at this thing, and I remember just this, this, this the way it looks just reminds me of me being a kid, like just the cars, the building, the furniture, you know. It's like you know, like I'm, you know. And so I, I see this thing, and, I, and it, it's right off the bat. I, I just going into it and showing it, and then just the way like the first view of the characters when they st- when it just starts out. You know, and you're just like you're just you're just immediately in this movie. You're in this building, you know what I mean? And 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 it's just it's wonderful how it's set it up. You're like they just kind of invite you in with this. It's almost like an advertisement of this place. Somebody's narrating like all the things that are that are available and everything here. And it's got you know a doctor's office. It's got a you know a deli. It's got a laundry. You know and you know and uh, uh, dry cleaners and. You know, and I was at his office, a doctor's office. You know, it's got a, it's its own kind of self-contained little society. Yeah, it's it's its own building on this little island, and like this little thing where you can just drive out there, and it's this perfect place where you can just live there and have everything at your beck and call. You know, and it's the perfect little utopia. You know, and 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 this it's beautiful the way it's set up because it just turns into immediately there's something wrong. That's like well, when that doctor first notes. that doctor first shows up and he's attacking the the the, the girl is just like oh so that's where we're going where, where and, this is where you we're know going. and that is so freaky because it goes into this like beautiful thing where like you almost want to go rent the place like yeah oh, I wonder if they have places there I want to go rent one myself you know <laughs> and then it goes right into like this poor like young like schoolgirl she's like she's dressed like in a schoolgirl uniform type thing yeah and this fucking freaky doctor dude like in his apartment like he's attacking her and trying to kill her and they just go straight into it like he's got her up on the you know like he's on a table and he's like strangling her and you want to i'll let you describe what he what, what he does because i because it's I, I just want i want you to do it well like, i mean he he basically i mean he tears all her clothes off and starts he kind of eviscerates her you know after she's right. knock, knocked out he you know puts the tape on our mouth, you know, the very, very much. So it, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, night of the creeps, you know, because they're covering up their mouths because these things are not to the point where you uh, get to the, uh, you know, the gist of the story about these parasites, but you know, they're letting you know right off the bat that they come in through the mouth or, or through other orifices as well. But, you know, he eviscerates her, you know, opens her up and pours acid into her body to. Right. We don't really know what's going on, but like it's it's very uh, gruesome. It's very dark and very nasty. Uh, And I I agree. I think, you know, um, this movie is a time capsule and I I was born a year after this movie came out. So I wasn't uh, a preview to this kind of lifestyle in the 70s. I only saw it in, you know photo albums for my parents and my grandparents. But, you know, I saw this movie when I was about 12 years old. So I probably saw it about 1987, 1988. And my first thought was, it just seems like a weird thing to be closed off on an island in this little, like, you know, apartment condominium complex. And, you know, the opening uh, narration, they're trying to sell you, it's like they're trying to sell you a timeshare. You know, it's it seems right. like it's like you know. that, exactly what it's at. Yeah. But, but my first starts... impression. Oh, good. Sorry. No, no it was the 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 thing uh, that uh, right away is interesting is when like when they show the first two folks pull up in their car and they're going in to have a meeting to move into one of these places, 
And then, and then it's like the people that work there are strange. Like the security guard, he's just kind of an oddball. And then like the guy that comes in and greets himself, he's going to take him in the office. There's something like this look on his face, like already you're kind of feeling uncomfortable, you know, like what's going on here. And then they're showing the clips going back and forth, right? All of a sudden this freaky kind of mid, like this guy in his fifties doctor is attacking this student. You know, like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, and, what, what are we getting into here? I just like, remember where, when I where are we? I thought this place was like the, the most amazing place to live. <laughs> like, and it's just, you know, and then they're showing the security guard opening the door for this elderly couple, you know, and they're walking in and she's on a cane and it's just, you know, and then it's clipping back and forth to this other guy. And it's just amazing. Like, how you just right, right away, you're just like, you just, just all these emotions. My first impression was like you just didn't know what to think. Like you know, it was. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Thing. You totally is, don't is, know. You don't know what the hell's going on because everything seems so picturesque and picture perfect. You know, you got one of the main characters. You know, he's cleaning his teeth and you know using a water pick. You know, and it, for those of you who don't know, a water pick was used to clean your teeth back in those days. You know, right? That is. I'm, I'm dating weird. myself like, with even knowing what a water pick is. And even that's strange. You know the uh, you know just like. Yeah, just that shot where he's in there. And I remember that water pick thing. I go, I remember that. I, I didn't own one. But just uh, him standing here looking at himself all kind of weird. And he's like, you know, like just got this pick in his mouth. And, you know, and and uh, it just it, it just starts out like, you know, between the cutting back and forth. And then and then with and then this 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 thing with the student with that girl he's got trapped in his apartment. And it's like it's, they kind of battle it out for about 10 minutes. I mean, he's chasing her all over. He's strangling her on the couch. You know, and then she's running off. And then it good cuts the scenes where it's the folks, the, the young couple that came into the office and the guy showing him, you know, all the, you know, the contract and what's all going on and what the place, what all, right, they, what, right. all they, what all they promised, you know, to you. So it's really set up good. You're like, no, 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 get the hell out of there. You know, <laughs> it's right. like, you especially want to tell this young couple to not, not get a place there. Just like get in your car, turn around and go right. back. Because even the guy... <laughs> The fella, uh, uh, I think his name is Nicholas, that is, you know, uh, cleaning his teeth, starts feeling around his butt belly, and there's some weird sloshy sound effects, and, you know, he's poking around like he's got something in his belly, and what, how we know where this movie is literally going, yeah, he's he's done already infected. Right, it's like, you're like, okay, so obviously something's wrong, now what's going on with, yeah, what what's, what's up with this guy's abdomen, and then... And then it cuts back when you see that, where then you're back with that with that guy Hobbs, Doctor. He turns out, you know, you find out it's Doctor Hobbs, and then you know he, you know, he rips her shirt open and he cuts open her abdomen, and then and then after Every, he does all the stuff, he pours the stuff, tapes her mouth, pours his acid into her, you know, he cuts his own throat. <laughs> yeah, he very slowly and very painfully just draws that scalpel across his neck and slices his own throat, and it's. Not funny, but it's kind of interesting the way it goes because it's just like he – you think we're building up that this guy is going to be our lead villain. Right, right. And you then he kills himself. Okay. You know, 10 minutes right. in, now he he's kills at, himself. Right, the most horrible thing right now you've seen in this movie is like this guy. You know, what is he doing to this young teenager? You know, it's bad enough. And now he's dead. Okay, now what the fuck? You know, like well, who – you know. And then you got the dude Nick who's – you know, he – He's sort of like a main character at first. I mean, he's in there quite a bit, but it's just he's just weird things are happening to this guy. He's a young guy in his like twenties and and he's got a 
he's got his girlfriend or wife or whatever. I think it's a girlfriend. Oh, Janine. Uh, yeah, Janine. Janine that's yeah. it. And so, you know, it's kind of like they're trying to show like the perfect life, you know, like he's up in the morning now, he's got dressed and you could tell something was weird going on with him and she's making breakfast and, you know, it's just kind of weird, you know, it's like, he's not really, he's kind of aloof and not really engaging with her. And she's he's, kind of, he's, just kind of, it's obvious that he's not himself. Right. There's something wrong with this guy. And she's trying to like, you know, she's just looking at him he, as he's leaving. He doesn't, he, he goes to, uh, he goes to that apartment for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. He, number he, I may I wrote it down because it was apartment 15, number fifteen eleven. Yeah. yeah, he goes to 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 knock on the door and he goes in. And he's like, "Hey, hey, are you in the bedroom?" And the, it's that superimposed shot where her bloody leg is in the foreground and he sees it. And he he does kind of react, you know, as a person would react. He almost throws up. He kind of like right. You know, he's like covering his, his mouth with a hanky. And, yeah, but then uh, he and, just leaves he just leaves the body there and doesn't right. do and or say anything doesn't do anything doesn't run to get the police you know like like okay so he sees this like what is he you know is he what? in on it <laughs> right, right right what's going on here but and, uh, uh it introduces one of my favorite characters right after this because it goes right into uh janine talking to the the neighbor bets who is played by the fucking amazingly gorgeous and amazingly talented Barbara Steele. Like, yes, you know, like I, I, I thought to myself, like we just covered a movie with her, you know, for uh Vincent Price appreciation month here a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, this is a long way off from the hammer horror film days and Vincent Price movies to be in a movie like this, but you know, bless her for being in it. She's got just an amazing presence. She doesn't have to do anything. She could just sit there. She could just sit there and smoke. It look awesome. Right. And that's pretty much what her the, the the half of what she does in the movie is to smoke cigarettes, take take long baths, and drink wine. Right. And, and it's okay. I'm all for it. And uh, so uh, Janine runs over to her place. Uh, doesn't like he she not runs over, but she goes over and she's hanging out with her, and and then she's uh, she's kind of puffing away, and then we see Nick. He takes off and just like. You know, he just saw this horrible thing. Now he's in his office, which is like 1970s blitz, bliss. You know, the way it's set up. It's a I had a note here. Like, the one thing that 70s fashion and 70s interior design was just weird as hell. Like, I, I dig right. it. I like it. But it's weird as hell. Some of the aesthetic choices that were made with fashion and interior design back then. In, interior design, uh, the yellow beads, like, were just kind of hanging down for the, instead of like a cubicle, it was like, that was the separators, you know, these stuff. And, but anyway, they, so they, so she, he goes to his office and then we kind of go right back to that apartment, 1511. And they don't show Hobbs's body. But we're now we're introduced to Doctor uh, Roger St. Luke, and he's yes, just kind of he, he's just go ahead. I say he's just kind of a the laid back doctor. You know, he's uh, essentially becomes our main character and is the the sole uninfected uh, dude. Well, uninfected for about as long as he can manage. You know, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Doctor Luke, paid by Paul Hampton, he's he's awfully calm. With the fact that he's just, he's just kind of stroking his chin, it's like nip nip. Couple of mur murders, you know, murder suicide pack, you know, as you do, with his tweed jacket and his plaid tie, <laughs> and weird aesthetics for seventies fashion. And it, he, yeah, he is pretty laid back. It's like this weird, horrible, gruesome, like 
murder suicide thing just happened, and he's just kind of talking to this investigator, kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like you know, it's like he's not, he's not really, <laughs> nothing really, like you know, like it's all pretty matter of fact, you know, like you know, it's not, it's not really. You know, like, you know, like really shocking or just like, you know, like really over, you know, like because he knows, obviously he knows Dr. Hobbs. And uh, and I don't remember if he knew who the young girl was. Uh, her name was Annabelle. Well, I think uh, he and, knew her just from seeing her around the building. But uh, as right, we will find right. out, several other people knew who she was because she was quite sexually promiscuous. Correct. And, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But right. at the same time, uh, when you have a parasite that's been placed inside you, that uh, I, I love the science between the, behind this, you know, because when we get to uh, oh, what's the character's name? That Linsky. Uh, Linsky, that Joe Silver plays. You find out that he's kind of had been in cahoots with the doctor, and that the doctor, you know, Hobbs had Emil Hobbs had came up with this, you know, this. I'm using air quotes here that you can't can't see the the the, the truth behind the science right. is that these parasites are were meant to replace bad organs that like if you had a failing kidney the parasites would go in kind of almost like assimilate the the form of the kidney and you know make you a new kidney and replace it correct but but it turns out that what the doctor had done was make a sexually transmitted parasite aka a sexually transmitted disease that would because uh, I think he had said a man is an animal that thinks too much and feels too little. So he, it basically replaces our animalistic sexual and, va- and violent impulses to point where you, you don't have any restrictions on those anymore. So everybody uh, is free to feel however they want, but it's at the, at the price of becoming a, an animalistic mo- murderous monster that, you know, the, I think the the best way to describe the parasite is it looks like a cross between, <laughs> to be quite honest, that it looks like a little squiggly, slimy brown turd kind of mixed with the the little the little creatures from Night of the Creeps. That's what I, I yeah. It's got it almost has like little octopus like tentacle things on around it a little bit too. It's like it's got kind of these little I don't know. It it kind of looks like a big turd, but the little. Uh, Little, little sucker tentacles. things on it, little tentacles, yeah, the little, yeah. little round little sucker things that are on a tentacle on a on an octopus or something. It was it was a pretty cool looking creature. And and, uh, and Linsky seems you know unusually dismissive of it, even though he was working with you know uh, with Hobbs. He seems awfully d- dismissive for somebody who know knows at least a little bit of what's going on. Right. Yeah. He. he it was kind of like a. It was, you know. Uh, like he, he, it seemed like he was excited about the original idea, uh, obviously of of it being a good thing where you can go on, it would mimic an organ and then rebuild it or something and become it. But then, uh, obviously Hobbs, his his partner, had other ideas, you know, for being more of a sexually, you know, like you know, just letting people act upon their impulses and just, you know, and and become something more. But it, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like he was more. You know, so it was just kind of like the same thing. Everybody's kind of nonchalant about it. Nobody gets too excited. He's just eating lunch and, you know, yeah. you know, at he has a thing for eating you know, pickles. Pickles. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. even asked at the end when that one, that scene, 
where Roger, uh, Dr. Uh, St. Luke, eating that pickle, and he's got half of it done. He asks for it back, and he throws it to him. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, but it's used. <laughs> but it's, yeah, right, exactly. You know, like, here, you know, you're half by half eating pickle. Here, here you go. Not and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be eating all something to somebody else. Right, right. <laughs> but speaking but of it, nasty, one of my favorite scenes is when it, it cuts a little bit later on. We're about the halfway point of the movie now. Well, about a third of the way through. But when Nicholas starts having convulsions, kind of seizures and bloody vomit. And, you know, he vomits up with, to me, to, not to harken back to our one of our last episodes we did on the Tingler. But it looked like a, the, the, the creature looks like a slightly shrunken down, slimier version of a Tingler. And when he vomits it, it up. Does. It does. Yes. He bumps it over the side of the building from like eight stories up and it lands on that old lady's umbrella and she just dismisses it as a dead bird that hit the building. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, she's okay. got like a she's got like a clear plastic umbrella and she's walking with the, the, another lady with her. She's older and the other lady's older too, but she's kind of walking with her, makes sure she's okay. And this blood just like he just like hurls it over, it comes out of his mouth. Drops on it, you know, like splat. Yeah, and I like how the bird gets explained to it. Oh, birds always hit the glass all the time. And then you <laughs> see that you see this thing kind of slither away and go in actually into in, in, it's going into the building, like it goes toward the building through some bushes. So now we know, okay, whatever's going on here, there's one, there's one at least one now in the building, and it kind of goes down this thing. There's some blood, and it kind of goes down in like a grate. Yeah, and then you get a couple of neat shots of different grates in the building, and you see a little bloody, slimy trail leading from here, there, and everywhere. And so you, right. you start to get the idea that this thing is definitely back inside, and, and there might be more of them, in which we will find right. out there is a hell of a lot more of them. But this is, uh, I think, it's probably uh, one of the weirdest scenes, but it does introduce, you know, it, it introduces into the doctor's office, and we get uh, Lynn Lowry. The, the infamous right. Lynn Lowry is Nurse Forsyth. Oh, yeah. And uh, she, she's very cold, very calculated, and, you know, very much into her her, her doctor friend, you know, Dr. Sinclair, uh, oh, not Sinclair. St. Luke. St. Saint Luke, Dr. St. Luke. But he's not interested because I think he's the only one, at least at this point, that's not infected. I, I think they're kind of giving you the idea that, you know, that, Everybody is probably infected at this point because, you know, once you start figuring out what's going on, it's just like, oh, well, this girl was sleeping with several different guys in the building. So, you know, that Nick is definitely, you know, infected. The girl was infected. The the old ladies that probably got splattered with the, the, the blood outside of their infected. So you're starting to see the larger picture of them being isolated on this this condominium complex on an island. They're trapped <laughs> and it ain't going to be good for them. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so she's basically, well, when they're in the, uh, she's in the office, uh, uh, Lynn Lowry's character, uh, what's, what's her, uh, nurse. Oh, nurse Forsyth. Nurse Forsyth. She's in the office with like this kind of older guy who's, who's, uh, uh, yeah, right. You were saying that it's obviously something's going on here and she's, because yeah, he's she's got a problem check. with his belly too. He feels something right. in there, something, and there's something going on. And so, uh, it kind of so they're going on about that, and then it kind of and then it cuts to this is a really cool scene. It cuts to the laundry room, and you've got a housekeeper there, an older lady, and she's kind of in that work, little work uh, uniform thing, a little apron type thing, and she's 
And uh, so she's putting in laundry and uh, putting coins in the thing, getting it going. And then next thing you know, that that thing that we saw come out of Nick. Now, we don't know if it's the same one or not. We're assuming it is. It pops I out of the washer. I it was. I think so. It, it pops out of the washer and, like, lands on her face and then kind of knocks her to the floor. And then she's just kind of incapacitated. And then we see blood on the machine. And then that's kind of... That's that's kind of uh, that you know all we kind of see what's going on there, and then it goes back to the doctor, and basically uh, where we got that old timer in there, and he, Doctor St. Luke, is uh, checking this dude out, and uh, uh, we get Janine. Was it Janine? She comes back home. Yeah, she goes to see and, Beth, and she, sees and she goes to see Beth. Down. She comes back home, and this is when she walks in, and we find uh, Nick is actually kind of laying in the dark. Uh, and in front of the refrigerator, doors open, and he's kind of laying on the floor, kind of leaned up against the fridge, and uh, she's trying to help him out. Still, like something you you think you'd call a doctor or something, but you know, yeah, and there's you know, blood uh, everywhere. There's blood right. all over the toilet, blood all over the floor, and it's just like, oh, vomiting up gallons of blood is just uh, nothing that you would want to call the doctor over, I guess. Right, like you know, like so, it's like well, be you know, fine. Just, just fine. Is, yeah, what is, he just needs the rest, you know. So she takes him. You know, into uh, you know the bed, and uh, and then you get can see Maylox. Look him some Maylox Plus, and he'll be just fine. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and then uh, they show this in through the mailbox opening of the door, like a blood streak. So you know something either came in or left. But it was it's a pretty cool little scene because you got these little kids like playing pranks, yelling, and they're in the hallways yelling through the mailboxes. Yeah, they're kind of playing they, uh, some ding dong ditch. Right, and they're yelling at it, and then. Uh, they see like this creature, the little, the little thing slithering inside the thing and it creeps them out, you know, it's kind of there and then it kind of drops out and the kids run off, you know, freaked out. And then, uh, <laughs> so we got, uh, we're back with, uh, Linsky and he's, mm -hmm. uh, this is where, uh, he's just kind of there. He gets some information. He gets from, from Hobbs. I think he finds some. Uh, didn't he find some Hobbs paperwork or something? And then well, he uh, gets the nurse, um, the nurse brings them the papers. They, I think right. they had went into Hobbs's files and brought all the papers that were that were uh, published by Hobbs, Links, Linsky, and another guy that I can't remember. But I think he. I, oh, I, I wrote it down. He had the name of Lefevre, which when you spell it, 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 it switched the words around a little bit. It's Lefevre. Ah, right. <laughs> so, you know, published by Hobbs, Linsky, and Fever. Yeah, so. But, yeah, right. he starts getting into the, the, you know, he starts getting into some of the, the details and whatnot uh, of what's going on with these experiments. So he knows something is, you know, something something's, something not right is going on. Then we've got, uh, I think we're back, are we, uh, we kind of, we go back into Nick's apartment. Nick's laying there in bed, and, and Janine's trying to, like, help him out. Then we kind of cut around a little bit, kind of seeing what's going on in the building. And then we're back in Bet's apartment. Bet's um, is uh, she, uh, she, that's Barbara Steele. She's on the bed. She's having some wine and she's getting ready to take a bath. Yeah, it kind of cuts in between, between her getting ready to take this bath and drinking some wine to Nurse Forsyth uh, giving, uh, uh, St. Luke, the the paperwork and whatnot, and kind of coming on to him like, hey, don't I get a kiss now? Don't I get a kiss? And he's right. just totally uninterested and it's cutting between them. It, it cuts really nicely between the, the three different scenes. It's, it's, you know, 
Bet's taking her shower or taking her bath. It's the doctor going over the paperwork, being hit on by his nurse, and he's totally oblivious. So it leads me to believe she might already have been maybe at least beginning to be infected by that point. I don't know. But then it cuts also between uh, uh, Nicholas with Janine, you know, showing shots of him laying there with his belly kind of rippling. And you can kind of – it's a really great effect for – I mean, especially for 1975. It doesn't look like – it is yeah. really good. It's it's like it's pretty effective because it really looks like his belly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, it's not CGI back in those days. You know, this was all right. practical. And and uh, so they she gets she's in the bath. Uh, this is actually a pretty cool scene. It's kind of this is where Betts is now. She's taking her bath and she's enjoying her wine and she's she's probably half in the bag. And uh, and it's it's kind of the way it's pretty cool the way they filmed it. Uh, the, uh, the, like the drain plug is moving or coming out. And I don't know if she realizes that at first, but next, you know, this, the, the, the drains out and the little slithering thing is coming up through the drain hole. Yeah. And, the, uh, the, I'll just, for lack of a better term, call it the slug. Cause that's basically kind the of slug. It's like, yeah, it it's is. like a big it's... slug. And uh, now we're cutting back. Also, we we go back to uh, uh, Forsyth and uh, and and Doctor uh, Doctor Saint Luke, and uh, and then and then yeah, and then now they're on the phone with uh, Linsky, Linsky and and uh, Saint and Doctor Saint Luke are on the phone, and they're kind of talking about what's going on and what Hobbs had found in this paperwork. So they're getting a little bit more of a detail of what what was going on and what Hobbs was up to, and then it shows. And then we go to that shot of uh, where in, in the tub where the the actual the slug comes up through it, and basically this is a pretty cool wicked scene. She's you know obviously it doesn't show up, but you know it it enters her. Yeah, and, and uh, we don't have to tell you where it go goes into right. her because that we we know what kind of movie this is. It's a it's a dirty nasty kind of movie, so that's you know, right. It's, it's going where it's going, and but it's, it's it's about as tastefully done as it can possibly be. You know, they don't show anything, but <laughs> it's heavily implied to where this thing is going. Right, and right. I mean, you actually see it like kind of inching along the. <laughs> she she doesn't have any bubble bath in, so you can really see it. It's like an upper shot of it coming toward her, and then you know she's kind of just sitting there, you know, kind of washing her face and whatever and and then yeah i mean it you know it it gets in there and she's now she's infected this thing is inside of her i think that one of the creepiest shots is that she had knocked off the the wine glass and it shattered yes. on the tile floor and then once she kind of is overtaken by this slug and kind of comes comes to they got that shot of her coming out of like that floor level shot of her feet crunching down on this broken glass it's just makes me cringe every time because i've stepped on broken glass and it, it's not pleasant and it's wicked because it, sh- it shows her not reacting it she doesn't go like ah she just like continues walking so now you know like oh my god you know she's infected and whatever's going on is you know she's in the throes of it you know and uh and uh so now like again we're cutting back over what's going on in the building um we've got an interesting shot of a guy he's delivering f- uh he's delivering food and uh, we see what, – what's the lady that uh, – That attacks him? That attacks him. Yeah, that, that's the, that, that was the lady in the laundry room. Yeah, that's she, the housekeeper. She had, she had like, on clo- yeah, she had put on different clothes and put on makeup to try to cover up the, 
the where the thing had kind of chewed into her face, face. But yeah. So she, the the guy walking through the hall, the whatever the Mater D guy, whatever they call him, he's delivering like room service, and she attacks him and drags him in her house. And then we get back to uh, we get back to Linsky. He's going through paperwork. We've it it kind of jumps back and forth quite a bit, you know, and this is actually the part where I actually uh, have a bit of trivia. And I, we had talked a little bit about this off the air, but there's a, a scene where uh, Nurse uh, Forsyth is making dinner for her and the doctor. You know, she's waiting for the doctor to come in and uh, a guy that just happens to live at the condominium complex breaks into her apartment and starts to attack her. And she goes to stab him. She fights him off and stabs him with like that barbecue fork. Right. And this is the bit of the trivia. The the close up of the shot where it's supposed to hit his shoulder and it hits his chest. That was actually uh, David Cronenberg stepping in and doing being a body double. And they had put a pad, a leather pad, underneath his shirt for her to stab him into. She missed, hit him in the upper arm, literally stabbed him. And to this day, he still has a scar from when. Uh, Whoa. So yeah, like he literally got stabbed with the barbecue fork. So, you know, 1970s filmmaking at its best. You know, like oh, let's our actor or our director with a literal barbecue fork. That is wicked. I, yeah, was that, is that on that? Uh, is it on that commentary? Is oh yeah, he, yeah. He talks oh, about it. I, in yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I want to hear that. That's good. So basically, that's where we're at. All, yeah, I mean, this all hell starts breaking loose. All hell breaking Nathan. loose. Because everybody's getting attacked, you know, an elderly couple gets, you know, gets attacked by one of the slugs that bites into, uh, you know, the the elderly lady's arm. And, uh, and, uh, and so he's, I mean, he's basically, you know, fucking losing it. And she, what she did, she does that. She runs out of there, doesn't she? Doesn't she? She, uh, she runs and she gets, she gets the fuck out of there and uh, she goes over to Beth's place, doesn't she? Yeah, she goes goes over to Beth's place, and then Beth, uh, you know, let, lets in on that. You know, she's I've always been attracted to you. I've always, you know, and then she kisses her, and you can tell, even though they don't really show anything, but like the slug makes this, the parasite makes this transference now from Beth's to Janine, and then there's just multiple attack scenes. It's kind of neat how they do it, how they elevate. Everything you know, like you know the the lady working in the laundry room gets attacked and then she attacks the mater d well then the mater d comes in and attacks this mother and a daughter that's getting off right. of the, They're the, in elevator. the elevator and he comes in there and he's like eating like smashing food in his mouth and he looks all weird and they're all like trapped yeah. in with this fucking weirdo you know yeah the, the elevator scene is haunting it kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh night of the living dead kind of territory you know it's just like i just wanted to yell at that that mother and that daughter, like, get the fuck out of there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was strange. Kind of like, you know, like, like of, of those Night of the Living Dead movies, it was kind of zombie-esque, where, like, everything is, people are getting affected, now they're becoming it, you know? And it's really effective, because, like, like, there's this weird, like, sexual deviance shit mixed in with it. Like, people are, you know, like, all this weird shit, but they're wanting to have sex, and, and yeah, but, but, you know... They're just basically wanting to to fuck and to murder that's what they wanted yeah it doesn't matter who you are because even uh our, our resident doctor uh uh dr saint luke gets attacked by one of the security guys downstairs and you get the idea that this security dude is gonna you know rape rape him 
down. Yeah, down it's there. it's very weird. Do- Doctor Saint Luke is down there because he he one of the people said that they threw that they killed one of those uh, the slugs and threw him down in the garbage thing. So he's down he's down in the bottom of the building, you know, looking through the trash trying to find one. He does find one, and that's when the that's when the big uh, the big like guard or whatever working down there finds him. Yeah, and then like attacks him. Yeah, he does look like a, like he's gonna take off his clothes and like you know. And then Doctor Saint Luke is he's got this crowbar where he's like swinging madly at this guy trying to stop him. And then fortunately he you know he subdues and you know takes him out. You know, but this guy was definitely had the look in his face like he was gonna like have sex with him, and it was weird. It's just like they're all like everybody's. <laughs> It's like the you know. biggest calamities that these people have once they become infected. They like, uh, like I'm gonna like kill you, then fu- then fuck you, or fuck you, then kill you. Right. Like well, they, they yeah, don't care right. which order <laughs> it is, because then. But like I said, uh, and I'm not using the term elevates to make any kind of pun here, but like when they go back to the elevator scene, when the one security guard opens up, you know, the elevator's having trouble. He opens it up, and the the mom's laying there. And the girl, or they're both like eating, like I don't know what if they were meant to be eating flesh, or if it was supposed to be a chunk of that cherry pie that the mater D was ordering, or, or eating. But like the when the little kid, you know, comes in and starts like chewing on this guy, and like does the transferal of the the the, the parasite is just very creepy. It's done in an eerily kind of slow motion. That's just creepy as fuck. Yes. <laughs> And then the poor, the poor, the poor, uh, the elderly couple, the poor elderly French couple, you know, the, the nurse just abandons them. Just like she's, she's, you know, kind of bandaging up their wounds and everything. And then they just leaves them to, to fend for themselves, just runs the fuck out on them. Like, I was like, what the hell are you doing? That doesn't, doesn't Forsyth, doesn't she, when, after she runs out, doesn't she go down to where that guy got killed by Dr. St. Luke and finds him? She, then she does she yes, does she, is yes. that her is that her character she falls on top of her sees him she got then she's got blood all over her hands she starts screaming backs back into the elevator or something yeah and then do that long point of view shot of them running down her running down the hallway running through the uh you know the parking garage coming through the door and then it cuts just at the point where she falls on top of him and then she's pretty much bathed in blood for the rest of the movie. Like every part of her, like her arms and her legs and her face are all covered in that, that nifty bloody red paint blood from the seventies. Right. <laughs> that looks so good. Yeah. That's the, the kind of theatrical blood that I want. I, I want to see. <laughs> Absolutely. But then this is now she's, everybody's kind of running around and she, she gets, she runs downstairs. Doesn't she get into a car and she's going to take off or something. And then I'm talking about Nurse Forsyth. And this is getting weird. Like, lots of weird shit's going on right now. Yeah, it's cutting between random people being attacked kind of here, there, and everywhere. And the security guard, that kind of goofy security guard starts to attack her. And then he thinks she's she's going to... She's trying to get out in in her that weird yellow car that she gets into. Right. But yeah, the security guard attacks her. And then I think... uh, St. Luke shows up to, to save her. St. Luke shows up. He finds her. And then this, I thought the scene was kind of weird. He's got this pistol. I forget where he got, I think, I don't know. Did he get that from the guard or I don't know where he got the Yeah, because the guard's on top of her, attacking her, and he just grabs the gun off his hip. He grabs the gun out of the thing, and then he shoots the guard in the back, which he's on top of her. <laughs> yeah, I kind of question his, his hero heroing uh, tactics, because I'm like, it 
point blank range. I'm fairly certain that bullet would have went right through him and into her. Right, and into her. So he, he, he basically, he shoots her, I mean him, kills him. <laughs> and in reality, and, if this was any kind of realistic kind of situation, he would have shot both of them. You know? Right. He gets in the car, and then they're, basically right now what's going on is, um, <laughs> when it, like, they're in the car, and then everybody is, like, all over the place, like there's the people that aren't infected being attacked by the people that are infected. It's almost like a zombie movie, but they're all like, they're all like, you know, they're all like horny. So they're yeah. grabbing people and like, people, ah! you know, so they're like ripping their clothes off and lovingly like trying to kiss them and, and try to, you know, and you know, everybody wants to have a, it's like a big orgy or something and all do the halls. And it's just crazy weird weirdness. You know, it's like, you know, everybody's just, um, yeah. Everybody's you know, it's just mayhem. But it's going to get worse because obviously they have these things inside of them. So it's going to be nothing but a, you know, horrible bloodbath. Um, and, and that's then we, we cut... get our, our uh, newlywed couple or the new couple that was looking at the place uh, kind of pop back up out of nowhere. Right. Uh, well, we do have the scene. We do have a scene with uh, Janine and, and Bette. And this is where they're kissing. And uh, on the couch, she finally kind of seduces Janine. And then they, we see like a lump like in Janine's throat. Now, I'm assuming that's the slug going out of Bet's mouth into Janine's throat. Yeah, that's what I always assumed was going on. Yeah. So now we've got Janine's infected and they're kind of doing their thing. And then, we, yeah, we have the other couple coming in. Now they're getting and you see the sign Starliner Island and they're showing up. And basically, yeah, at this then, point, it's just go ahead. Well, they get they get cornered by Mister Merrick, who's the the head of uh, the head of that whole like condominium and everything. And he was just like, "Oh, hold on a second. And he like leads them to a room that it has like a a free for all bloody orgy, uh, you know, orgy of blood going on. People are being torn apart and being attacked. And and he just kind of smiles and just is like, "Well, you guys are next." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, that's what's going on here. You know, everybody's running around and they're trying to get away and the fucking people are getting attacked. Um, and uh, we did. We already talked oh, about, about Nick, about uh, Nick, them, all, all, all those uh, where they show him. And basically uh, this kind of the the didn't the slugs come out of him and he's laying there dead or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Linsky, Linsky shows that. up. Yeah, Linsky shows up, but not in enough time to really do anything. He just kind of shows up, and the, I mean, I wouldn't say he explodes with the with those uh, slugs, but he, they definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, they definitely uh, they jump slip. on him. Yeah, they jump yeah, on right. Him. And he, now he's Linsky in... made an attempt to try to, you know, made an attempt to try to, you know, head off the situation and. He thought he knew what was going on, but he didn't realize, I don't think, that how bad, you know, things had gotten in the moments from him making his phone call to traveling his way down there to Starliner. But by the time he got there, yeah, they're, you know, yeah, there's this, uh, when, when Linsky gets attacked, they get into his face, the, the slugs are eating his face. And there's a nice little touch when you see his bloody glasses laying in, in the guts of uh, Nicholas and yeah. they kind of snap closed. Yeah, that that was pretty good. It was a neat then, little detail. I like that. That was cool. And then and then he makes his way to the kitchen. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'll let you take this one because this is pretty funky. I thought this was pretty funny that there was a whole bunch of pliers on the counter. Like I don't know if this is like you. Like it just seemed like it was a whole bunch of tools right there. But he does (laughs) grab a pair of pliers and he grabs these. He grabs the, uh, you know, he grabs the the slug and he's pulling it off his face, and uh, and and basically, what 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 happens here? He, let me go well, ahead. He, he starts pulling the pulling them off his face and he starts smashing them down like into the sink. Right the, into the sink. The garbage. Right. Or, like, think he's trying to smash them down the garbage disposal, but then uh, Nicholas Tudor shows up and starts like attacking him, you know, and everything, and tries to. He rips the pliers out of his hands and stabs him to death with them. Right. So yeah. and so, so. He, the, the guy who might have been able to save save everything is is now fucked. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, from there it goes to what I feel is like the most creepiest of scenes because the uh, the nurse starts talking about her dream and this is when you realize that she's infected now. That the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she starts talking about the dream, you know, like oh, the, you know, old flesh is still erotic flesh, and human flesh is alien flesh, and there's all this kind of weird talk. And I really, really wrote the down, wrote down here. I'm like, get the fuck out of there, Roger. Right. Get the fuck <laughs> on out of there. You you should know enough now now that she's probably infected. Like whatever's going on, you may not know, but you, you know that there's something wrong with her. Yeah, yeah, and she's trying to seduce him in the way she's, like, getting closer and closer, and she's going to ki- kiss him, and then, like, she opens up her mouth, and you can see the parasite. And I love his reaction. He he does, at least when this happens, he punches her and knocks her right the fuck out with one punch. <laughs> but then, like, she's infected. She's got a parasite in her. What does he do? He just takes a rag, wraps it around her face, ties it off, and then just tries to make his way... Out of the out of that basement with her, I'd have just. I mean, like maybe it's just me, but I'm like, uh, I I'd have tipped the fuck out stage left. And but then again, too, maybe he wanted to, you know, he wanted to save her. Like, okay, he he did the smart thing by saving himself or anybody not, else from that thing jumping out of her mouth. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in there. It's already in there, so I might as well keep it in, you know. And then, and then, and then, and then, uh, you know, and you can see blood like soaking into the thing around her mouth. It's a pretty wicked scene. He's just kind of walking through the corridors with her. Now, I had a question. Maybe you know, what was that area with all the the weird doors with the numbers on them, the planked wood, like they had all the different numbers on? Were, were those supposed to be like storage units for I the apartments was, I, or something? I figured there were storage units, like you know, like yeah, yeah, like because I mean, I. You know, I know I never lived in a place like that had it's our own storage units like that. But I know I had a friend of mine that did, and everybody had their own apartment number on there. And you go yeah. down there and stuff like that. It wasn't wood slats, you know. It was actually like a thing. But, uh, doors, but... but I think it was made like that to that, right? So you could people they could bust through them. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, I think it was probably uh, it was a set. I'm sure that they right, could. but I but but uh, it was pretty cool. You know, like they've just. It was, you know, something they could make cheap and put, you know, these boards on there where people could bust through them and stuff like that. I thought it was a pretty cool, pretty cool yeah, scene. Yeah, they could easily just make them out of, like, planks or some... Cra- yeah, those, cheap some wood, pounds. just kind of, right, just have their crew make, a, you know, these little cheap little doors they could put on there. And uh, But that, yeah, I figured that was the storage units, and then they're all in there coming, you know, busting through them, and, you know, everybody's in these units <laughs> making love. 
Yeah, and, and, uh, and when they come busting through, they're attacking everybody. Even the infected are attacking each other. Because, like, yeah, know, it, it's Lowry's that, it's character that. is, like, obviously infected, but they're attacking her, they're attacking him, they're attacking everybody. Yeah, it's absolute bedlam. I mean, it's just chaos all through the halls, and everybody's just attacking. Wherever you go, there's somebody being attacked. And, uh, and so we got uh dr saint luke he's still wandering he's got the pistol in his hand he comes in the apartment uh uh nick's apartment he can see nick stands up and he's all bloody and he obviously he's killed linsky and he's just standing there and so finally uh finally the doctor puts a couple of bullets in him and drops him finally so now uh nick's laying on top of linsky the dead in the kitchen then saint luke throws the gun down and he goes running out the door and, and he's going down the steps. He makes it to the uh, the indoor there, as they put it in the advertisement at the beginning, the Olympic size swimming pool where his there's a couple of right. people frolicking around in the pool. One of them being his uh, wife Janine, uh, you know, uh, making out with uh, I think it's with Betts. They're making out in the pool, and he manages he does manage to get outside, but he like barely makes it like up. He barely crests the the hill just outside of the, uh, you know, outside of the the building, and literally there's dozens, if not a hundred, of these infected just everywhere. It's almost like, like I said, it reminds me a little bit of Night of the Living Dead, where they just all right. of a sudden kind of swarm everywhere. So, like he he can either face the, the 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 three infected people that are frolicking around in the pool or face this hundred or so, you know, infected right. outside. <laughs> He's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So he, he, yeah. So he's kind of running around. They're closing in on him. He goes back into the pool area and obviously he just kind of slid. It's just like a sliding glass door. It doesn't lock it. It's just kind of closed. Yeah. And of course, you know, that's certainly not going to stop him. And it's basically everybody you've seen in the movies so far. And they're just there coming down, you know, there. And then he, by the pool, Betts grabs a hold of him. And then, and then it goes back to the shot where, you know, everybody's, the door's open now. They're coming in and there's no hope. I mean, you know, they're all, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're coming at him. He's, you know, Betts has got his leg, you know. And, yeah, I love uh, that, that where it pauses for like a one hot second as he turns and the little old man with the cane and the walker right. freezes right before he just kind of gives him a smile and pushes him into the pool. He's got his little cane thing set up, you know, and just kind of, eh, just kind of pushes him in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, so, that's a good way of putting it. It's kind of. Yeah, he just kind of like, so, you know, so he throws him in there now, you know, it's just all, you know, so everybody's jumping in the pool. It's a free for all. And of course, they're all coming for him. The old man's still kind of, ah, yeah. And, everybody's uh, kind of swarming and attacking him, but the one that gets him is uh, Nurse Forsyth. Uh, she starts kissing him, and you, and you you think it's in the throes of passion, but nope, she is transferring a uh, another little slug onto him, and then it just and and it's a really cool shot too because of slow motion. It's like he comes up out of the water, and like, and she's coming at him slow motion. She comes in. There's all the people in the background moving in slow motion. There's water in slow motion and splashing. Yeah, everything and is great, done in that ghostly yeah, kind of slow motion. It's, it's just really slow, but it's really, really effective. It's like, oh, it's like everything. It's the end of the world. And then he's, he's she's really laying a big kiss on him. 
And then, uh, and then, you know, he's being, he's surrounded by people. They're all like around him while she's kissing him. And it's just, you know, it's, it's over, you know? Yeah. And then it fades, it fades to black out of that scene. And it's like, okay, so what happened? Well, you know, he got infected. So it's like, well, what's up? So they just kind of go to the underground garage. Yeah. And, and everybody that's the infected is kind of leaving in two by two in a caravan. Right. Uh, they're in their, car by in car. their automobiles, just kind of in the car, like husband and wife, husband and girlfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever. Just people just, they're in the cars like, you know, like nothing happened. They're all enclosed, dressed. I think Dr. Uh, Nurse Forsythe's got like flowers in her hair or something. They're all dressed she up. Even, she even lights a cigarette, you know, for, yeah. the, the, for the good doctor. And uh, they just start heading out, you know, just heading out in their cars all one after another. And then it's got like an overhead shot of them like kind of pulling off and they're leaving the island and I guess and going into the city. To further the other, their infection, to fur- you know. Yeah, and basically it's you're left to believe, uh-oh. And then I think, uh, was there like a like a news broadcast, like a breaking news? You know, they're, yeah, they're, because well, they're, they're investigating they... all the sexual assaults, you know, and all this stuff happening. And of course, we know that it's all these infected people that are, you know, now they're in this, they're in the main city, you know, uh, attacking people. You don't I show think because that because it they, says they're they're going from the island, going to the main city of the the of Montreal is where they were going. That was it, right? And uh, that's pretty much it. The credits roll as the, we see the taillights of the cars heading into the city. So we know uh, it's only going to get worse. You know, there's the, yep. you know, it's going to be infections uh, going to spread and it's going to spread, spread and those and those slugs are going to be, you know, transferred everywhere. And it's just going to spread across the, the country into the world. Yes, it is. Uh, and I got to say, you know, to sum this up, what a fucking movie. I mean, for, I mean, like David Cronenberg had made quite a few short films and industrial films before he did this as his first feature, but what a hell of a first feature. I mean, just an amazing first feature. I can't, I can't stress that enough, but that being said, let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts and review. And you know how we do things around here. Guess, guess go first and give us a rating on a scale from one to 10, Tom. Well, I'll tell you this. I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a, it was an amazing story. Um, I love the way it looked, the characters. It, it just had everything right off the bat. You were just kind of left with this weird feeling of impending doom or just dread, this feeling of dread. And it was just set up so good. The characters are all great. You know, great location, great premise to the whole movie, what was going on. And, uh, and I, 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 I just thought it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I can't believe I never saw it, but I have, and I'm going to watch it again, of course, now. Don't worry, I won't but, let you forget it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, it, I, it had everything that I wanted in a movie, and uh, I loved it. I, I loved it uh, very, uh, immensely. I thought it was a killer movie. And uh, so I'm going to give it a flat-out 10. I mean, this is one I'm, I'm giving it. It, it deserves it. Um, it had everything I wanted in a, in a movie. It had it all. It had all the weirdness, you know, the, it had gore, you know, it just had weird shit going on and crazy killings. And, and, uh, it kind of, once it got going, it pretty much, well, pretty much from the start, it just kind of got going and just kept going and, yeah, and uh, that, that, it didn't let up at all. And then the cool ending at the end, you know, 
wasn't exploding buildings and shit. It was just a car full of infected people all dressed up, looking completely normal, going into the in the into the, into the greater populace and infecting them with this thing that we just been watching for an hour and a half. And so I just uh, I thought it was an amazing movie, and I give it one hundred percent. I give it a ten. I thought it was fantastic, and uh, if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure everybody else has, but <laughs> if you're if you're one of the rare breed that didn't. Uh, you need to see it, and if you have seen it, see it again. What the hell? You know, it's a great movie, I agree with and that. Uh, I enjoyed if, every minute of it. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, gosh, what's wrong with you? Shame on you. <laughs> and, uh, but go ahead and see it, and see it again if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm coming in smidge underneath you. I can't give it a full-blown 10, but I am giving it a 9.5. I, I, ah. I feel like there's a few things that just, you know, pacing-wise that I would change. But like one, I, I would have liked to have seen um, some more about the doctor. That, that's really where I give, you know, the Dr. Hobbs. I would right. have liked to, you know, because he's the way he's introduced and taken out of the picture just seemed a little bit too brief. If I could change any one thing about this movie, that would be it. But um, I'm not coming in that terribly low, you know, uh, underneath under your rating. I'm, I'm giving it a solid nine and a half. I think Cronenberg is a master of his craft, whether he's directing horror or directing sci-fi or directing regular drama. He's uh, an exemplary uh, director and just a a great, you know, filmmaker. And for a first-time feature, kudos. I don't know many people that have come out of the game with such a solid, thrilling, chilling, uh, unorthodox, just fucking all-out bonkers kind of movie and you know good for him you know and this movie was not well received when it came out you know it it wasn't a necessarily a box office success you know it wasn't a success in the eyes of critics you know a lot of people uh, i remember one review that i had read was a critic that had said if this is you know uh what uh, Canadian film industry can put out. I don't think there needs to be a Canadian film industry, which I think is very <laughs> harsh and kind of right. rude. Very, very but, harsh and rude. Yeah. But it's probably somebody who didn't uh, appreciate the film on any kind of level and could give it any kind of merit and probably was not a horror film fan to boot. So right. I don't know that I, uh, that's why I didn't write down the reviewer's name because, you know, eh, the hell with that guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Folks, I mean, we're coming in both pretty high in this. Tom's at a 10, I'm at a 9.5, so it tells you where we stand on it. And uh, I was glad that I could convince you to, to watch this one since you had never seen it. So I'll stop giving you shit about it now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll give you shit one more time. Maybe. <laughs> oh, with that being said, I, I want to thank you, Tom. I know it took us a while to to get to do this one, but, you know, life happens. <laughs> life gets in the way, and, uh, you know when you get a foot and a half of snow dumped in your front yard, you know, it kind of life uh, just uh, kind of takes over at that point. You kind of have to. Right. Right. Do. But I'm glad I could have convinced you to, to watch this one. And I can't wait to what we're going to cover next. Absolutely. My friend. All right. Well, folks, we're going to put a pin in this one for the evening. You have been listening uh, to cinema degenerations, grindhouse pizzeria, and we have been reviewing and dissecting shivers from 1975. Hobbes believed that man is an animal that thinks too much, an over-rational animal that's lost touch with its body and its instincts. How do you like that? In other words, you know, too much brain and not enough guts. So what he came up with to help our guts along was a parasite that's, uh, here, uh, 
combination of aphrodisiac and venereal disease that will hopefully turn the world into one beautiful mindless orgy. Well, I think it sounds a little crazy, I think. Yeah.